This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jim, Jim's rolling into Kansas City, guys. He's going to be here January 28th on the Moist Tour, live at the Midland Theater. Freedom, uh, I swear to God, Intolerant, the Jim Jeffrey Show, legit, all of it, man. And one of the greatest comedians to come out, honestly, in the last 20 years. Uh, one of my my all time favorite human beings and uh, irritators and 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 Esther and uh, you know he truly like this is his thing like he he's got that gift that George Carlin gift of seeing things a different way and then being so brutally honest that it makes you either laugh or you just get super mad. This is the thing about being progressive and being woke and all that fucking bullshit, right? <laughs> the, the the young generations, the millennials, what you're missing out on is right that let old people be fucking old right they'll be dead soon enough right stop fucking making everyone move as fast as you're fucking moving right people are trying right here's the thing about millennials you're the worst people that have ever lived <laughs> you're he's, the worst. he's the best you're the just best. a horrible breed of people and I don't even blame you. It's just the society you're in. You have social media. Every single peanut fucking thought that ever came into your head. Oh, I'll fucking comment on that. <laughs> what type of fucking low rent cunts are you? <laughs> like, if you take more than three selfies a week, fucking end it. End it. <laughs> Born February 14th in Sydney, Australia. He is a comedian, actor and host who you've seen on such series as, Legit, and his own Comedy Central late night show, along with such comedy specials as Alcoholicost, Fully Functional, Freedom, This Is Me Now, and, Intolerant. And on Friday, January 28th, you can see him live on stage at the Midland Theatre. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Jim Jeffries. Mr. Jim Jeffries. Hello, Johnny. How are you, mate? Hey, man. Long time, man, brother. Everything well? Good to hear your voice. Uh, good to hear yours. I, I forgot about those intros from that computer voice and then, like, <laughs> the long-time friend in 1970. <laughs> I like all that. I feel like I'm home. It's good to talk to you again, brother. You, I'm so excited that you're back out, man, and you're touring the Moist Tour. Gets into Kansas City the 28th of January. And uh, it's it's... I was trying to tell people, I go, you don't know with a Jim Jeffries show. First of all, provocateur doesn't cover it. Like, there's a part of you that that wants to bring a truth to the world that purposely irritates and alienates a certain segment of your own audience. And it's... 
lovely. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, it's, it's certain, well, look, I, I don't, I don't irritate them on purpose. You know, I'm just trying to. You just try to say a few jokes and hope that it resonates with a few people, and it hopes it upsets a certain amount of people, so that the other people enjoy it more. It's, it's, it, it, I don't put as much thought into it as you might think I do. Yeah, because <laughs> you're well. It's you're so good at it. It's it's so Carlin-esque in the truth and the hypocrisy of this life and the way people want to reshape truths. And that's I think the thing I've always enjoyed about you from the very first time I ever saw you way back in the day at Stanford's with you know with Craig Laser. Think about it. Yeah, Craig, oh God, God bless his soul. Is, God rest is Stanford, him. So, is Stanford still going? No, no, it died with him, unfortunately. I'm amazed that the Legends uh, shopping mall still going. How's that thing going out <laughs> right. in the NASCAR track? Exactly as you that, would think. That, you, uh... that couldn't have survived COVID, could it? That one dinosaur restaurant, the Dave and Buster's and an empty comedy club, that couldn't have, that couldn't have lived through the COVID. <laughs> you, uh, you, so listen, since we spoke... You've gotten remarried again. You got married, and you have another little kid. You have two kids now. Which... Well, I, I didn't. Get, I didn't get remarried. I didn't okay. marry the first one. Okay. But okay. I, I got. I got. Ma- I got married to the second one. Now I've got two kids. I got two kids for two different women, and uh, uh-huh. that's always fun because you know how they always do that thing when they go, they go. Oh, the first kid is glass. The second kid is plastic. Well, it turns out that my my first partner uh, treated the kid like plastic, and my second one's treating this one like glass. So. You know, I'm having a vastly different experience where, uh, where well, you've got to watch it. You've got to make sure that it's okay. And don't, you know, I'm not even allowed to drop this one. You know, <laughs> if you get so moody about the whole thing. But I, I had, I had uh, he had, he had COVID and I had symptoms and the, and the wife had COVID and I had to catch the show because the, the doctor was like, I was waiting on my test results. But then I, I didn't test. I didn't test positive, but I had a, I had a baby with COVID vomit on my face. So I might, I might be the cure. So they might have to test my blood or something. Get Fauci down here to, to fucking scrape some skin off me and see what happens. <laughs> you, you, well, you know, it's there's something so disgusting about children. I don't have kids, and I love kids. Mm. I, you know, they're innocent and they're cool, and they're and it's neat to see life begin and shape and everything. But there is like a vomit in your mouth. How'd you get poop on your balls? Like, like you're just like, what is wrong with this little creature? And how did people possibly survive before modern times? Uh, the the fact that we're the strongest species on earth, or the or the most powerful, maybe not the strongest is the wrong word. The most powerful species on earth is beyond me. Mm. Every other species falls out and is walking around. This one, you hold the baby, its head's going to fall off. It's falling. <laughs> my my one's like now at like four months and it can roll into its side and we think it's a f***ing genius. You know what I mean? Like, they're hopeless creatures. Yeah. And, and, and they just live off breast milk. And then my one doesn't, he's got allergic to something in the breast milk, so my wife has to eat different food. Like, it's just, they're a pain in the neck, they are. Yeah. I would suggest to anyone who hasn't got one, don't do it. I've always thought this about, like, like you know, like, like, like say, say the gay community, right? Like, I'm, I'm pro gay people and all that type of stuff, and they, and, and they've had their struggles for years with HIV and all that sort of stuff. But that's all but cured, right? Right. We have to start fighting for the people who are having babies. That's going to kill you much faster than any STD <laughs> will ever kill you. It's fact. It's fact. hell. You're going on tour just to pay for the kid and get away from it. Oh yeah, you know. I tell my wife oh, I've got to go to work. There's a lot of planes. I've got to go stay in hotels. I can't wait. 
I'll be, I'll be on the road. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be dancing around the streets of Kansas. Don't worry about me. Dude, I'm so excited to see you. I, I, I've, you know, just, I've seen shows where, I mean, just the audience is losing their mind, but one person, you remember the lady, oh, this is a while back, but it was in the club, and you yeah, were... I won't forget, I won't forget that lady. Yeah, that was, <gasps> that was intense. It was. I, I did, I did a bit about Jesus being on the cross, and there may have been masturbation involved by some person who walked up to and... Uh, I haven't done that bit in years. I might bring it back. It was a bit of fun. Yeah. Anyway, this lady, Jesus, she lost her mind. Yeah. She stood up and told me I was going to hell and all that type of stuff. And she might be right, but it don't interrupt the show. <laughs> Facts. I'm doing something here, for God's sake. <laughs> the afterlife's forever, bish. Come on. You, uh, and you just, but that's what I think about the live Jim Jeffries show. That is... You know, you're, 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 the TV shows are great, the specials are great, but man, you get a chance to see you live. I'm telling you guys, listen, that that's where it all happens. That's where it lives. It's a great idea for a first date. You can decide right then and there if you guys are in any way compatible. Because if one is laughing, the other's not. Don't don't go for the second date. Oh, I've I've seen a, a lot of people. But look, I tell you, this is the one thing though. If if, if, if you go on a date and it doesn't work out, at least you know. Yeah. But if you go on a date. And she enjoys herself. You're, you're going to have a real good date. Yeah. You're going to have, uh, you know, she's a goer. You're ready to go. It's all going to be good. I, I was I was trying to relate them to the time. I watched you kick those those jackoffs at the front row. Who knows how they got their tickets? But they set their drinks stupidly on the stage. You asked them once not to do that, and then then it became the kicking time. And every one of those drinks landed on those people. It was one of my favorite things I've ever seen at a show. Yeah. Well, I don't remember doing that, but I know I do do that from time to time. So well, the, the thing about that is it's just uh, people get so comfortable at comedy. And of course, you should be having a good time, but you have to reach above your head to put the drinks on the stage. It's just right. such an arrogant thing. And you, yeah. you wouldn't do it at the ballet. You right. wouldn't You wouldn't do it at any play. or You wouldn't do it at Les Mis during the revolution. You, you, first of all, the stage moves around in a circle. You, you lose your wine, it would go off into another direction. But uh, in comedy, people think, oh, I'll just whack it up there, or you'll get some douchebag or whip your feet up onto the stage. Or No, I don't know why. It's a bit of a bugbear of mine, that one. I can't. Speaking of bugbear, how's your hay bed? Yeah. You, you've got to get yourself a good mattress now? <laughs> you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I finally have one that's not filled. Today. I knew this was coming up. When I was a kid, this is a true story, and to this day, he's never believed me. I had to move to Norwich, England. And with my mom was from in a little poor tenement, like where they put coins in to get electric and water. And and we had a, a you could fill up uh, like this 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 it was a bag and and you could put hay in it or straw and you could lay on it. And to this day, I know you think I'm making that up. Uh, I I just bought a mattress with the wife. We we had a new mattress, and she said, "Oh, it's time for a new mattress." But I think it's because she figured out that the mattress was eight years old. So. I'd had sex with a lot of ex-girlfriends on that mattress. <laughs> and so right. she, she decided it was time for it to go, right? So, yeah. so we, got, we got a new mattress, and we got one of those sleep number ones that you can put it to the different pressure or something stuff. And then the guy in the store is like, oh, get one of these cranes, like you're in hospital, where you can prop yourself up and right. prop yourself down. Oh. And, and we, used it, we used it for about a week, the, the actual crane bit. But I just felt like I was 100 years old. Like, I'd come in, and then, like, I'd go, oh, it's the morning, and I'd go, up to watch the TV. <laughs> I, I thought I'd give it up too much. I got, I got rid of the electronic bit, because I just thought, this isn't... You know, I know I, I, I know I don't have to be sexy anymore, because I'm married. 
but I thought I'm really giving up here. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're, we're, so, we're all going to be in the mobile bed soon enough. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the last bed you're meant to be in, yeah. is the mobile bed. You're meant to go, all right, this is what I'm settling down in for my last few days. Oh, dude, I just so, – so when did you get back all this? Because everybody's locked down. And, you know, a guy like you, you you, you are not meant to, to get stuck inside during a, a pandemic, I don't think. Uh, I, I was pretty – I'm pretty good during the pandemic. Yeah. I actually enjoyed – the first year I loved. I really enjoyed the first year. It was like, all right, I just – you know, it's like whenever I say I'll retire, you know, or, or I'm going to, you know, slow down a bit, people just go, well, what would you do? You'd sit on the couch and do nothing. Just watch TV, man. I, 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 all these people are like, if I ever finished doing work, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. You play golf once a week, you make sure your car's being serviced, and you watch TV. That's all you're going to do. I, I thought the first year of COVID was brief. Then the second year, it got a bit silly where you're like, oh, Jesus, this is, this is lagging on a bit. And then I, I decided I'll go tour in Australia. And I went off to Australia to tour, and they make you quarantine for two weeks in a hotel room. And I did that with a pregnant woman in a, in a single-room hotel for two weeks where they just bring you food like you're in prison. Every, you know, every meal, they, they knock on the door. You don't see anyone. And, and it's like if, you, if you're in quarantine, okay, everyone with their partner fights about a little tiny fight about once every two weeks. A big fight for me once every couple of months. You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of the, the, the pattern, right? right? We had one fight in two weeks. But normally when you have a fight, you go, I'll go to work or I'll go for a drive or I'll go for a walk or you'll leave and do something or something will happen and then you make up and everything's fine. But when you're in one room, oh, man, you, could, you couldn't go anywhere. I sat in the corner with some noise cancellation earphones on <laughs> facing, facing the wrong direction for a whole day just to keep the peace. And then we get out of quarantine. We've been in there for two weeks. We get out of quarantine. Australia hadn't had a single case of COVID for over 11 months. It was the only place that was fully open to perform in the whole world. And then we got out and there was one case. And then there was 10 cases. And then when there was 20 cases, they quarantined the whole country again. Uh. And I had to get on a plane and go home. So I quarantined for two weeks. And then just, I, I said hello to my dad for one day. And then I got a plane and I, I went home. So... The wife doesn't have a strong opinion of Australia right now, so I'm trying to convince her that it's a fun place, but she doesn't believe me. God, I just traveled for the first time. We got a buddy of mine, and we jumped on a plane, went to Amsterdam, and then uh, Berlin and Barcelona, London, and then back to Kansas City. Did you enjoy the red light district? Did you go down? Of course. It's not as big as it used to be. No. It used to be, it used to be about eight, eight times the size, but I think now with the internet and getting prostitutes just to your room, I think... Uh, the window system isn't what it used to be, but it's still it's still fun. Also, I used to think, go on about how Amsterdam is the most wonderful place. I've been to Amsterdam about twelve times. I lived in London. I, I used to perform a lot in Amsterdam. I still perform a lot in Amsterdam. And Amsterdam is fantastic. The tulips, the wooden shoes, the, the, <laughs> the, the weed, the drugs. Yeah. Now, that, now that they've legalised weed in LA, ah, it's a game changer. It, it's, all they got to do is get the prostitute windows, and this town would be a real goer. <laughs> Dude, we just eat a ton of those truffles like that would be our jam we would just you know they're basically psilocybin and so we'd take twice the amount and go wandering around the red light district at you know one o'clock in the morning with the the weird red lights and the swans we'd be there in the winter so it'd be cold and icy and their swans would be going down the canals and the hookers would be beckoning you in and you're just high as balls 
forgetting what your name is like. It just just the weirdest times, like the most fun ever. Yeah, oh, I I love that too. Um, yeah. But I, I about the weed, I've given up drinking. I'm 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 almost a year. Good. And everyone everyone's always impressed. They go because you know I had a bit of a drinking issue, right? They go, and everyone's always like uh, everyone's like, oh, I'm so proud of you. But the truth of the matter is, I can't I can't do it without weed. I got to have something going on yeah. in my life. So I've moved from alcohol to like, become a pothead, <laughs> and it's been the, it's been the best thing. I think they call it California. Have you got legalized weed? In Kansas? Missouri now has medical, which, you know, you're just telling me anxiety about running out of weed and they'll give you a medical card. So Kansas is getting close, but Missouri, like on the other side of the state line there, Kansas City, Missouri's got it. Right. Well, that, that's all yeah. right then. Yeah. I, I, I always, I always like that because I remember when I first uh, got the medical card many years ago and I was walking down Venice Beach and there was a guy like dressed as a pot leaf. And he's like, do you want to come and get a medical card? And I felt like, this seems like a, a, an official medical thing. It's not like, it's not like you know, you walk down, you fly past, right. past the cancer research place, and the person dressed as a tumor going, do you want to come in for a check? <laughs> anyway, so I, I, I go in there. I go in there, and they, they, they go, I go, they go, do you have any medical uh, reasons? And I was like, sure. And I didn't have any medical reasons. But I was like, oh, I've got to think of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so, uh, I go in there and there's like a card table and I just fold that card table and there's a laptop and the lady slips up the laptop and there's a doctor and I think he's playing like Candy Crush on his phone. And he goes like this, he goes, uh, so do you uh, have any ailments? And I said, well, I get headaches and I was about to go and I get lower back pain and I was about to do a whole thing. I go, well, I get headaches and he goes, okay, you're in. Just get your card at the front. That's like, great. Such a... It was such a weak premise for how to right. how to get these. I, I like how they give you a list of all the elements you could have, and one of them's anxiety or paranoia. What to take weed for? To make those things go away. Yeah. All these things that weed gives you that allegedly cures as well. But if you heard that they reckon that there's a the university in Portland, they reckon that CBD is the answer to COVID. And now that I think about it, every pothead I know hasn't gotten it. Uh, Doug Benson is on stage every night out in L.A., and he's still COVID-free. So I don't know if you, there you need go. any more scientific checks than that, but that's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just been a weird time. I'm, I'm really excited to see all the new material, hear the new material, see the Moist Tour. And by the way, it's not lost on me, the, the fact you called the Moist Tour, because it is. that's another one of the words, the words that some people find wildly unappealing. It doesn't mean a thing to me. but, but doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And I don't... People come up to you afterwards and they go, why didn't you do any jokes about the word moist? And it's like, uh, well, this is how you name tours, right? You name, this is how you name a tour. You, you're, you go, you're about to go back out on tour. You go around the clubs and you try out new material on top of that. But when you name the tour, none of the jokes have been written, at least for me anyway. I'm still getting it all ready. But you have to name it like ages in advance for advertising. So your agents ring you up and you you go, okay, what do you want to call it? And I give them a few names. They go, no, no, no. And then I was just like, what's the most offensive word that's not a swear word? And I just sort of, that's the word. But I'm not not saying, if if you're upset by the word moist, I don't say the word moist on stage or anything like that. There is a backdrop that says it. If you you don't like reading it, you'll have problems. Listen, <laughs> one of my favorite things, because you know, I'm a, I'm a gun guy. I like I like guns. I like guns because well, I just like guns. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And when I watch you go through the special and in freedom and and 
and and you're going through it all, and people got so upset, gun owners. I'm like, you don't the, the fact that they couldn't see their own irony, they couldn't they couldn't smell their own asses. I was like, Jesus Christ, it is it is isn't it crazy that you can do the most over the top comedy? It can touch on Jesus, on children, on masturbation, on death. On fisting, it doesn't matter what it is, but goddamn, don't you talk about a G U N S guns, man? They're sacred. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, no, no. What, what were you about to say? I, I just, I just found it. I thought it was just perfect. I just thought this is exactly why Jim Jeffries was born into this world because this is what he does, man. It is. Uh, I, I couldn't have been uh, more happy for you. I know that you took a little heat, but to me, it made perfect sense. And I, again, I'm a guy who likes guns. They're fun. I have four flamethrowers. This is, this is the thing that people don't say. I like them too. Yeah. I also think they're fun. <laughs> but we're not going to get into the debate on why, you know, anyway. No, no, of course. But it's just the honest truth about the insanity of the of the the the, 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 the worshipping of it. That's what drives me crazy. I can't take the worship. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the worshipping and also the kids shooting up the school. That's yeah. bad as well. Mm. You know, <laughs> of course, yes. Apparently, that's quite negative. You, but, but you, you never shy away from reality and the truth and the world and the hypocrisy. And to me, all the greats, it really has been. Like it's never been more apparent to me why I love comedy so much is that the social commentary that's hidden beneath this this incredible these great wildly well crafted jokes. And that's what Carlin did. That's what. Pryor did. That's that's what Bruce did. That's what these guys do. And that's one of the things I love about you. And I'm like, listen, I don't have any hesitation to mention you with those names because you are one of my all-time favorites, Jim. And I really mean that. So who was who was? Oh, Bruce. I thought you were saying, uh, Lenny Bruce. Yeah. I thought you were saying a first name. I was going. I don't remember a Bruce. <laughs> There's yeah, never been yeah. a good comedian named Bruce. <laughs> Do you remember the Hulk, right? Do you remember the Hulk? Sure. The, the, the TV show. What yeah. was the name of... No, what was the name Bruce of, Jenner. He, no, not Bruce Jenner. Bruce Banyan. No. Bruce Banyan? Banner. Banner. Bruce Banner. No, he was Bruce Banner in the comic books. He was Bruce Banner in the comic books. On the TV show, he was David Banner. That's and that right. was because they deemed it in the early 80s. Every time they did a stereotype flamboyant gay person, they always called him Bruce in sketches. It was like, hi, my name's Bruce. Right? right, and they decided that the name was too fay for the character, so they changed it from Bruce David for the for the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> and, then, and then you called him bloody Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, well, that how that that's one of my the all time favorite crazy things to watch is watch Bruce Jenner become Caitlin Jenner, which is fine. What do I care? You know, you, you hate your penis, <laughs> get rid. I don't care. I have the opinion of that as well. With uh, I'm all for trans people. I, I I I don't know why people get so angry about it. I, I I'm 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 of the opinion that I'm I'll talk to you at a party if you're trans. You've got a hell of a story. You, that's right. Yeah, I want I want to hear what's going. On. The only thing that I do, and I talk about this a bit on stage. The only thing that I do think where I go. I go. This is when they when they transition, and I'm, I'll say this again. I'm all for you doing what you want with your own life and all that type of stuff. But I have no prejudice against you. Doing. The, the only problem I have is this: when they transition from from female to male, and they from from male to female, they always get the fake breast done, and they're always perfect. And that's not the real female experience. If they want to have the real female experience, they should have one breast slightly larger than the other one. <laughs> That would be right. And then when they transition from female to male, right. they always, they grow a beard, they always keep a full head of hair. 
No, no, no. You can't keep the fillet of hair. If you want to really transition into a man, you've got to shave a horseshoe shape in the top and grow a bit out the side and whip it across. <laughs> That's true. It's absolutely true, man. You've got to be the actual version. You've got to make it real. Yeah, yeah. you've got to go all the way. Yeah. I, until, uh, I want to see one go completely bald, just you know, because they always keep the luxurious hair. And as a balding man, I find that offensive. That's the only thing I find offensive about the whole thing. You, but listen, you God gave it to you. You're devastatingly handsome, for God's sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me, you, you, haven't, you haven't seen me in a few years. I'm old as balls now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's not. It's like you, you stay off TV for a couple of years, and you, you've always got. You got like whenever I'm on TV, I got someone doing my hair and someone doing my makeup, and they color up my hair a little bit. And now I'm just like gray and just and fat and I, I go out and people get shocked and it's like I, they always put a poster up of a promo shot from when uh, a couple of years ago when you look really handsome and then you have to waddle out on stage what I should do <laughs> what I should do is I should take a promo picture where I'm fat as all balls right right and then lose a bit of weight and then come out on the stage and people it would be like oh good for him there wouldn't be that initial <laughs> disappointment they get as soon as they see me which I can feel I can feel that when I walk out. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You can't. How, how are you still keeping the long hair? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm milking that childish haircut to the end. People think it's a statement. I'm I'm just lazy. <laughs> you know. You still, got, you still wear, like, shorts and, like, boots and, like, a... And like you, you feel like the type of guy that has, like, a wallet on a chain. Yeah. <laughs> you have a wallet on... Yeah. You know I have a wallet chain, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you've reached your place where you go, this is pretty much who I am. That's just who I am. Like, I mean, it's too late for me. It's too late oh, for me, Jim. I, I, I'm the same way. I don't, my, my, my wife is always listening to new music and all that type of stuff. And I gave up listening to new songs around 2004 was probably the last album I bought or something like that. And I'm I'm just of the opinion I, I can I probably know the lyrics to over a thousand songs in my head, and they're all good songs, and I don't need any new songs. And I know that makes me sound like an no. old man. I have, I have friends like that. They just go, I, I you know, because I'm in the business, I'll, I'll I'll occasionally find something new I really like. Uh, I, I like the new Dirty Honey, this band, because it's got a good classic sound. A young little skinny rock and rollers, you know, it's it's, it's a it's a fun band. But but you're right. You, when you like what you like, I like motorcycles. I like pornography and handguns, flamethrowers. Exactly. You know. It's not that I don't think there's new bands coming out. I just don't have the time, and I've already got songs that I like. Even with when you said pornography, yeah, I, I don't know about these new girls. I, I, like there's a, there's a group of the new ones that I like, but then I have those what they call time machine wanks, where I go, all right. Let's get a bit of Nikki Dial or some Sylvia Sane out, and we'll see what that's all about. And then I, I reminisce about a wank that I had as a teenager. <laughs> you said Sylvia Saint, and I literally thought of three of my favorite videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was yeah. shit, Sylvia. And then occasionally you check on the on the porn stars. You go, you you watch an old one that you like, and you go, I wonder what she's up to now. And you text, her, you, text her, you Google it. And you go, ah, oh, she's married with kids, or they've gone and they're still trying to make a living out of porn, or they're dead. There's three yeah, options, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and then if they're dead, you sort of go, oh, that's a shame, poor thing. <laughs> and then you have one, you know, commissary wank later on. Where you go, oh, I don't know. 
it's sad because it's probably true, more true than I want to admit. Yeah, well, no, it's just age. These are people yeah. from 20 years ago. It sure. happens, man. Yeah. I, 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 lost, I lost my good friend Bob Saget. You know, he's oh, very dude, sad. My heart was broke. A, you know, Bob and I Bob. ended up being good friends. Yeah, Bob was a Bob was a good man, man. I I I he, he, I'll tell you this much. You know, when I die, you'll have a few people saying good. <laughs> when, 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 Bob, when Bob died, there was nothing yeah. but love, man. There was oh. nothing but love, and, and uh, he was he was a just. When I came out to America, he couldn't have been more helpful to me. He, he appeared on my sitcom. He was on the Jim Jefferies show. He. I actually did a scene on my sitcom, sitcom with like Carrie Fisher and Bob Saget. I look back on that now, like, wow, what a what a what a, a thing moment. that was, man. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And and he's up there right now, you know, doing what he's doing to Betty White, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's Sydney Portier in the corner. Desmond he Tutu, special. he's up there. I said, when Desmond Tutu died, my wife said to me, she did that thing where she used, I go, oh, Desmond Tutu died. And she goes, who is Desmond Tutu? And Oof. I went. He, in, he invented the ballet dress, right? <laughs> and then, and, but then she pulled me up and she goes like this. She goes, oh, yeah, you're so smart, are you? Why don't you tell everyone in the room? Because I was all smug. I was better in a room of people. She says, why don't you tell everyone in the room what he did? And I was like, ah, oh, he, um, he was religious. You know, I, I want to say he was anti-apartheid. <laughs> and he... <laughs> He, he he hung out with Nelson Mandela. He was helpful. He was a good guy. He wore a lot of purple. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I was much help. You were close. You got there. You got there, man. He was a human rights But person. I definitely knew he didn't invent the tutu. So, you know, that's pretty good of me. I got a good friend on his first wife and told her uh, he used to do these things, but he would do it to amuse himself. And he told her, she said something about the Amtrak train. He goes, actually, people don't know this. It's Amtrak. And it's Amtrak. Because the Amish people, not the Chinese, actually built most of the train tracks in America and never said another word. Months go by. They're at a party. Somebody says Amtrak. She goes, ah, it's actually Amtrak. And <laughs> immediately delivers this entire piece of misinformation while he sits by. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not an, uh, hard to imagine that they were divorced a long time ago. Oh, I have a mate. He's a comedian and in Britain. And he looks a little bit like, he's older now, but when he was younger, he looked a little bit like uh, Charles Bronson. Mm-hmm. Right? But anyway, so he, he, he I, don't, I don't know what ethnicity Charles Bronson was, if he had anything different, but there was something going on with Charles Bronson, you know, some, something, right? Anyway, um, my mate, when he met his wife uh, on the first date, he used to bullshit the women. He, he said, oh, I'm an Eskimo, I'm an Inuit, right? Right. He's in Britain. You don't have them in the UK, right? Right. And she was like, "Ooh, I've never met myself an Eskimo before. That's fantastic. <laughs> like that, right? He never mentioned it again. He never mentioned it again. And years later, years later, she brings it up at a family function after they've had kids and everything. She assumed the whole time. Oh, my kids God. The kids were half Eskimo, right? <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I, I, I think that you're not allowed to say the term Eskimo anymore. I think that one's gone. I think it's just Inuits, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, 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 you know, I just I, watch, I try to watch what you say. I try to be. I a can't do it. And I don't try to upset people. That's right. But just sometimes people just were born. Pete, listen. Now people were born to be upset. There's a generation of I came here to be upset people. I'm like, good. Let me help you along then with your happiness. Well, this is this is the thing. When I did the Jim Jeffrey show, I, and the word woke was in its infancy, I was like, ah. Oh, it sounds like a good thing. We should wake up to issues in our problem. And I spoke to the lady who invented the word, after that, and then it got high. And it was even in, it was even in like uh, rap music and stuff like that, where people were talking about. And then, of course, the word gets hijacked by you know, yeah. white women with perms who are you know. And then you know, no one. This is the thing. Like everyone on the right and everyone on the left is going, "You're a bunch of morons," and the other one's like, "You're a bunch of morons," and. They're only really a small amount of people. Most people are moderates, and True. I consider myself to be a moderate. Sure. And we're just like, we have a different opinions on different things. And I have some extremely left-wing opinions and some extremely right-wing opinions. And it's like, you can't bring them both up because you'll get in trouble by bloody everyone. So the only place I do that is on stage, you know. And, and what happens is, I seem to piss off a lot of people on both sides. So I, I, my hope is, that I just get the people who are in the middle like myself watching me. That's I'm trying right. to weed out both sides, you know. Yeah, no, that, but that is why I love seeing you live, man. It's it's that is the that's the joy of it all. Of the, the really the truly great comedy. January 28th, the Moist Tour rolls into Kansas City at the Midland Theater, and it's going to be great. The return of Jim Jeffries. I'm uh, I'm excited. I will absolutely be there, man. It'll be good to see you. And I'm just I'm just glad to see you out and touring again. I really am. I, it's, oh, I, look, I look forward to seeing you too, mate. I'll see you there. All right, then. You hold on. Jim Jeffries, the great Jim Jeffries. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.